Happy March. Oh, it's not March 1st. It's I, not at all. Well, it's <laughs> close. I was going to say happy March 1st because I was on Instagram today and Niecy Nash posted this thing and she was like, 2019 starts in March. She was like, January and February for some bonus tracks in 2018. And I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. I, had, I mean, I had a really good January and February. And I didn't. Oh, sorry. Well, I didn't have a good January, but that's because my car got totaled. That's true. <laughs> but, but I had a good February because of the Kesha cruise. Yeah. Didn't you also uh, go somewhere in February or in January? No. I mean, like, I was at Christmas break. I was, like, at home for Christmas. I guess. that seems, I was in Christmas New York. Christmas seems like such a long time ago, but it really wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Which, again, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Two sides of a coin. I think it's a good thing because it means time is going kind of slowly and usually it goes too fast. That's true, because as you get older... See, I'd always wondered why time seemed to go faster mm-hmm. as you get older, and someone explained it to me as, like, fractions. Okay. So it's like when you're, like, five years old, yeah. you have five fraction pieces, and they're, like, big pieces, right? Because of, like, if you oh, were okay, to take yeah. a cake, and we do it five, and the older you get, the smaller those pieces get. Yes. So they seem quicker in relevancy to when oh. we were younger. Wow. There you go. Math and science. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we're all here. Welcome back, guys. We're here to see... It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. What have we been watching? What's been up with us? What's up up with you guys? What have you been watching? Um, Aside from more of The Office. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Because it's just I can't stop. Um, I did watch True Detective season three, and that was good. Um, and then I started the 2000s. Cool. Which was really good. Um, aside from that, I haven't been watching much. Yeah, I've just been yeah. one of those weeks. I have been in, in incredibly enjoying The mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy. Mm. I've had a lot of fun with that series. I want to watch that. That's the next thing I might watch. You would really like it. Yeah. I think it's like, I really like it because there's a lot of answers that haven't, a lot of questions that haven't been answered but they're okay. It doesn't like pivot. Like it doesn't carry the story that much. Okay. Like there's like some things that like are part of the lore that have happened that we don't really know yet. But we have been hinted to what they might mm-hmm. be, and we're gonna explore that in season two for sure. See, that's fine with me. As yeah. long if I like, you just have to gain my trust and make me believe that you're going to answer those questions. Yeah. It's when you don't answer the questions that gets really annoying. Mm-hmm. I watched a really good documentary last night actually What'd called Tabloid. Okay. Okay, it's crazy. It's on, I want to say it's on Hulu now. Um, It's about this true story in, it seems like the 70s, late 60s? I think 70s when it happened. And it's this woman who was in love with this guy, and then he joined the Mormon church, and like they took him away. So then she went to England to find him. And they had like this affair, like in this cottage, and then like the Mormon Church Ooh, came. A cottage. And... It was a cottage. Hot. <laughs> well, buckle up. <laughs> so... <laughs> so then the church though came and like took him back, <gasps> and then well, there's okay, there's there's two stories. One story is her story that he was kidnapped by the Mormon Church and brainwashed, and they had been in love, and then. 
he was brainwashed by the church and then they couldn't be together. And then there's this whole tabloid thing because the tabloids blew it out of proportion because his side of the story was that she kidnapped and raped him repeatedly. Oh my gosh, Yeah. Girl. So that's like the two sides. Whoa. But it's, the characters are bonkers. Like, and this is like it's crazy. real. It's real. Oh it's real. my gosh. It's, I, I want to check on my list. Also, I watched another one called Abducted. No, Abducted or Vanished. Okay, Abducted in Plain Sight. Ooh. No, no, no. It's another bonkers one. Okay. Like, it's, I mean, it's kind of. It would be really, really sad if, like, the girl who was abducted wasn't telling you about it and she seems, like, okay now. Oh, okay. Like, she's a grown woman. She's, like, mentally stable she's fine but it was a the story from her childhood where their family had this family friend and he was a pedophile and he kidnapped her and took her to mexico and like they actually got married and he brainwashed her with this alien story and it's wild but really good okay so i've been on like a weird true crime documentary kick you know i i mean i love true crime too only because like my mother would watch it every weekend like every sunday oh she lived like was it like forensic files oh yeah forensic files anything Mm -hmm. and her response would like of course she's like half asleep watching it (laughs) oh no that you can't watch it half asleep because then you dream about it well i i guess that's what she lives off of because (laughs) she would be half asleep and then you try to change the channel she's like hey i'm watching that (laughs) and then she'd always be like look this is what's out in the world she tried to scare me with it wow yeah always watching it and like, you moved to LA and yeah after... well oh she was not happy well like she was like whatever but she's like there's a yeah. lot of weirdos out there and I was like right because Florida man but, um, yeah. is right around the corner I was corner. gonna say you grew up in Florida there's like two two very big places where a lot of this true crime happens and it's California and Florida sign me yeah. up on there yeah you're in both well you had such a treat for me this week <laughs> yeah now that we've pick. shifted a little bit and now mm-hmm. um you're doing some learning so what did you think of Pulp Fiction? I, I like don't know what to think of it. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't because there is just like so much hype and yeah. I feel like I didn't get everything on the first watch. That's okay. Did it, did some of it at least seem familiar to you? Um, honestly, no, it That's didn't. so crazy it to didn't. me. I know you had mentioned there was a couple of, like you would point out some points and I was like, yeah, I don't remember and I was excited for today's recording so that you could tell me all the references and I could connect the dots. So I'm excited for that. Well, I mean, there's it's not like references. It just, Are you like, just in like the, the 90s, styles? it was in so many movies. Like, it was in The Simpsons. It's been in Community. It was in Space Jam. It was referenced in Captain was America. In, wait, it was, it was in Space, Space Jam? Jam? Mm-hmm. There's a scene where it's like Yosemite Sam and someone else, and they ha- they're in, like, suits, and they have guns, and it... Has like the the surfer kind of music from Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. Yeah, like that's what I mean. It's like those iconic scenes showed up. Like that, don't be a square has shown up in so many things. It has. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely. I'm. I feel like it wasn't as um, berated. Mm-hmm. With stuff as much as I expected a Quentin Tarantino film to do okay, to me. Okay, okay. Because, I mean, like, the only one I've really seen is, like, Kill Bill. Kill Bill, yeah. Kill Bill's very violent. There's a lot going on. Yeah, and I was expecting a little bit more violence. He's usually... His 
films usually are very dialogue heavy. Like he's a master of dialogue. And some of his scenes, my favorite scenes are always the ones where people are just talking in his movies because there's so many layers to it. But those are the scenes that people typically don't like. Mainstream audiences. Like there's a couple scenes in Pulp Fiction, or not Pulp Fiction, in Inglorious Bastards. There's this amazing scene in a bar and they're playing cards and it's like 12 minutes long and it's just talking. But it's so tense if you're paying attention. And a lot of people when that movie came out said that they were bored by that scene. Right, because they can't... Mm. Yeah. Which makes me so mad. It makes so. me so mad, too. And, like, when eventually when we watch Inglourious Bastards, you'll know the scene, because it, it is a very long scene, but it's... Oh, my God, it's so tense, and it's so good. Right, and I bet it just, like, draws you in so quick yeah. and just holds you yeah. for so long. Mm-hmm. And I like that feeling of, like, feeling, like, <gasps> like, like yeah. my breath, like, the ten- like, feeling tense, and it's been a while. I actually felt it today at work when I was watching The Gifted. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my lunch break though. I was like uh-huh, on lunch. Sure. It's, okay, when I started the fir- when I started the first episode, I watched. Yeah, yes, there I you go. And then I transferred to not lunch, but I had I popped up on the season finale of okay. The Gifted season two, and it was very tearjerker intensified. Like there was a moment oh. where I was like, oh, "Get out!" I was like, oh, "Are they gonna get out? Are they gonna get out?" And I was like, and I stepped back and I was like, "Oh, I haven't felt like that in a while." Wow. And I was like, ooh. I, was like, I love it when that happens. When you completely forget where you are, especially mm-hmm. when you are at a place like work and watching it on like a tiny little square in your computer monitor mm-hmm. and like it's still just oh, sucks you in. Oh, mine's not a square. It's full screen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, and I, and I audibly gasp all yeah. the time and everyone was always like, what are you, Jared, what are you watching? And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's this, it's this. Do they even ask you anymore or do they just look and go, oh, that's Jared? Well, no, one of them did. Well, because like one of the producers, Ashley, and I have been talking about this show because oh, okay. she's a big X-Men fan and I was like, okay. oh, have you checked this out? And mm-hmm. she's like, no. And I was like, okay. So I put her on it nice. and she watched the first seat, like episode and she liked it. Yeah. She was like, it's pretty good for like a network show. Like it's like, it balances like the X-Men universe and like mm-hmm. powers, but with like the corny soapiness of like a network show like there's like okay. a good like soap opera e moments to it we're all learning lessons it's great it's like structured good. in that way <laughs> but um i mean i really did enjoy the film because it was just so out of the box and different i loved yeah. how it was like in three little sections mm-hmm. um divided up like that some of the characters going to each other's story mm-hmm. um I really do wonder why, like, Bruce Willis's character to me and his story was, like, not that it was, like, out of place, but I, you know, it's, it's just, It's the like, one that why... doesn't, like, really affect the other ones as much. Right. Aside from him killing one of the main characters, but it happens so fast, and, like, his storyline is already over anyways. So, yeah, Bruce Willis is... I, I always, every time I watch it, I try to think, figure out why he's in it. Mm-hmm. As much as I love that chapter and I love that story, I, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. And another thing that it was uh, weird, not weird, but before, the things I had heard about this movie is that it plays with time in a funny way. Mm-hmm. So, of course, hearing that in my mind, it took me to more of a fantasy. You're thinking more time travel? Thinking kinda... more time oh, travel or okay, more no. like yeah. fucked up like in game where they like just like... <laughs> fuck up the timeline and go back and you know just mess yeah. everything up but no it was just like <laughs> you had these two stories almost running parallel at the same time yeah and then we just had to go back i think and... well i think too when people say that 
they're more talking about the timeline of like the editing. Yes. Because they it had are. never really been done in America. Really? Before, where you jump okay. back and forth mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And I didn't even feel like this was a complicated one. I still followed it pretty well. Yeah. No, it's I was not. afraid that I wouldn't be able to, mm-hmm. unlike. Uh, what was the other show that we always had timeline problems with that we had just watched recently? Oh um, not oh, like American Horror Story, but that's different though because it's like over layers. Like but the, the most recent season was very confusing with like yes, the timeline. What, yes, yeah. it was. So it wasn't done well. No, I don't feel like it was done. I don't well. think that was was as clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, in a case like that, where yeah. it's like I was afraid I was, like, and especially just like with Quentin Tarantino being like a dialogue heavy, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to get lost, or yeah. it's like I don't want to like miss anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also really like when you have these two characters that are like really philosophy heavy and just like mm-hmm. discussing like culture and like yeah. discover, you know, discussing this like uh, philosophy and like I don't know if you have like notes on this, but like. I it kind of just like clicked with me right now like the whole Samuel L. Jackson like divine intervention talk mm-hmm. he's like I'm retiring after this mm-hmm. like I was just you know saved yeah and it's funny that like John Travolta's character was like oh that's just a bunch of hogwash mm-hmm. and then the next assignment he's on leads to his death yeah you're right wow yeah and yeah I, like, I never oh. thought about it that way either and like in the timeline that yeah that's that's like, next for him yeah because they're pretty close back right like the i think so mm-hmm. yeah because like they see each other at the bar mm-hmm. and then he goes off to go do the fight that night mm-hmm. but it's weird because no because john javolta had gone out with uma thurman the that not that the night? night that same night it would be it would be uh, yeah i think it's that night it's the night of the fight Yes, it's the night of the fight, so he has that whole big thing. And so, okay, like, because here's okay, here's the timeline. So it's it opens with the restaurant. No, like the timeline in in the movie. Like if we were to like cut it apart and put it back together, gotcha. Chronologically, oh, chronologically, it would be the Big Kahuna Burger scene where mm-hmm. he is there with Brett and they get the briefcase. And I'm, wait, be, really quick. Is it gold in the briefcase? We're going to get to that. Okay, girl. <laughs> oh, we don't know what's in the briefcase, but we have theories. Um, so, yeah, they get the briefcase. Then they shoot the guy in the face, and they have to go to Quentin Tarantino's house, and the wolf shows up. Yeah. And they do all that. Then the diner. Then they meet Marcellus Wallace and Bruce Willis and... John Travolta talk. Then John Travolta takes Mia out the same night as the fight. Which we don't see. We don't see the fight, no. And then afterwards, while she's Odin, he, Bruce Willis is going to the motel with his girlfriend. Then the next morning is when Bruce Willis shoots John Travolta and then meets the redneck guys. And then Marcellus again. And yeah. Marcellus again. And then leaves on Zed's chopper. So yeah, so it's funny because this so, wow. film only happens over the span of two days. Two days, yeah. I've never like put it together so like that. much longer. Yeah. And like also in between the the shooting of the face, we have the di- like 
shooting the face, mm-hmm. meeting the wolf, going from the wolf to breakfast, yeah. having the hold up yeah. at the diner. The diner. <laughs> he, John Travolta has a, a couple two days. <laughs> he does. And you know what's funny is he doesn't seem like that's out of the norm. He doesn't yeah. act like that's weird for yeah. him. He's <laughs> just like, it's another day. I'm going to go yeah. buy my heroin. Yeah. Go- oh, that's right. Then he, like, he even somewhere in there buys heroin from that guy. And he's in L.A. Yeah. This traffic does not add up with me. This does not. Well, they're all in the. They're always in the valley. Oh, okay. I think until until he picks Mia up. Who is in like? She's Malibu. I don't know. I don't think it's. I mean, maybe the view from their house could be Malibu, but. I think it might be because it's still maybe, kind of yeah. in the valley still. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So that kind of, that traffic kind of makes sense because they're okay, all now cause like, it does. they go from go like Toluca city. Lake to North Hollywood. We're right here. Yeah, really close. <clears throat> yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. I forgot that they never actually leave the valley. Yeah. Yeah. And this is so my first time. This is my first time watching this movie since moving to LA, and it really like gave me a better appreciation for it. That's what I've loved rewatching movies that are about LA, like Charlie's Angels, and just yeah. like other ones that I watched as kids, like even like. Uh, uh, clueless, you know, mm-hmm. just like even like Lily Blonde a little bit, you can get a little bit of like yeah. the LA vibe. Like mm-hmm. you understand it, like you get that she's a sorority girl, but you don't get like no, she's like UCLA. It's just like yeah. her parents sort of like her parents' reasoning makes a little bit more sense. Where mm-hmm. it's like a lot of kids out here are like, why would you go to law school when you can become a famous, yeah, you know, entertainer, yeah, actress, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's always like yeah, fun to have a new appreciation. Mm-hmm. So maybe now I need to go to move to New York. Live in New York. <laughs> New York and watch all the New York, New York movies. movies. There you go. That's it. That's my new blog. I just <laughs> go live li- the movies. Go live the movies. Oh, that'd be fun. Ooh, that I would do that. Fun. Hmm. All right, sorry. We'll be guys. right back. Podcast over. <laughs> we have a new no idea. Okay, the wolf. I have to bring that up since we mentioned him. Yeah. I have to bring him up. Like, okay. what did he do? Like, I know we talked about this in the movie. I'm like, what does he I actually think do? He, I know because he doesn't really get his hands dirty, but. I think that he's there to like talk them through it because they're freaking out and they're wasting a lot of time freaking out. So he's there to like talk them through it and then he disposes of the car. That's for right. For them. Yeah. He yeah. Did. Yeah. I wonder how much money he gets for that because I was like, I'll do that. I'll talk everyone through there. Like, right. Let's just get the cleaning product. But then you are an accessory to a lot of crimes. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, you could get in trouble, Jared. Oh, that's the downfall. Yeah. Prison is in, you know, in your future. Okay, so the briefcase. Okay, yeah. So brief- what do you think is in the briefcase? Well, like, I mean, like, if we're to go face value, like, no imagination, no looking into it, I would right. say gold. That's what I, yeah. Growing up, I was just like, okay, it's clearly we don't, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's gold because it lights up gold. Right. But do we get as, like, interpersonal drama conflict as, like, Harry Potter and say it's, like, the Mirror of Ezareth and, like, you see these, like, you see, like, what... The Mirror you, of Erised? Yeah. Okay. You, like, see what you want in life or something. Or it's, like, something different to everyone else. Which I don't think it is because, like... I don't know. What's John Travolta's character name? Vincent Vega. Vincent Vega doesn't seem like a really, like... He seems very dense to me. There's not a lot up there. He knows how to kill. not a lot. He knows how to do (laughs) it. And he he likes drugs. Which isn't a bad thing. But, like, for him to look at it and say, are we good? And he's like, yeah, we're good. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. There's, like, not much more there. Like, I think it's just, like, monetary... Or it's just so, whatever yeah. that Van, whatever Vin, Vincent Vogels, Vin, no, wants. Just call him Vince. Right. It's just whatever he wants. John Travolta, it's fine. 
Um, yeah, so Quentin Tarantino's come out, and it's just a MacGuffin. It's just a, to move the story forward. There's really nothing in it. Like, in the script, I don't think there was ever anything like... It never said there's a briefcase full of gold or diamonds or anything. Um, but because we never find out what's in it, people have some very interesting theories. Cool. So Let's hear them. We're going to dive in. Yay. Well, I also think that I want more mo- I like movies when they have something like this in them mm-hmm. because you have something to talk about po- like you have like yeah. something to like debate about. Yes. Yes. I think that's also what makes it like a good it's like a good sign of a cult classic film is like something that always keeps the conversation going about them cuz then you never get tired of it. Right. Like right. in Star Wars like who shot first? No, no, no. Han Solo shot first. Oh, okay. That's not a debate. In V <laughs> Damn, I got shut down real quick. Sorry, sorry, everyone. <laughs> Comment below. If you <laughs> no, there's no debate about it. There's no debate about it. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you that those are those are great movies where you get to to figure out what do you think about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, the end of this is it doesn't matter. These are all right. theories, and they get pretty wild. Okay, let's hear it. Number one. Okay, so number one, the one that I've heard the most is that it is Marcellus Wallace's soul. Ooh! Yeah. So people people thought because um, the first time you see Marcellus Wallace, he has a Band-Aid on the back of his head. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, that's where the devil takes your soul out. It never says that in the Bible. That's not where the devil takes your soul. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but that was a big theory. Oh, and the combination of the briefcase is 666. Right. I saw that and yeah. I was like, is that Quentin Tarantino just being his silly old self? Or it really is, that is a like... terrible combination. Because if I'm going to think like three numbers, I'm going to go one, two, three, zero, zero, zero. Or 666. Mm-hmm. Like, what else could it's it be? It's an easy one. Yeah, it's your evil, your go-to. You're a mob guy. Yeah. We got you. Yeah. So that's the main theory that I have always heard. But didn't they take something out of the briefcase? No. Didn't he ask Brett where... He's, didn't they take some for themselves or something? Or like, because oh. like, the reason why they're there is because he was like, you were trying to like screw over Vincent Voorhees. Who? Voorhees. Jason Voorhees? Jason Voorhees. That's, that's the different movie. Who? Wait, Marcellus Wallace? Marcellus. <laughs> Marcellus Wallace. I like Vincent Voorhees. We're going to go Vincent what Voorhees. Where is that everyone. from? Jason Voorhees is Friday the 13th, I think. <laughs> your, your brain is just amazing. She's all over right now. <laughs> but. So, yeah, they, they do say that. He was trying to screw him over. And that's why, like, on the surface, it's probably drugs or money, gold, Mm -hmm. something he could sell on the street to make money for it. Um, But but, it can lend itself to also But yeah, if you want to get fantastical about it. Which I do. Then there you go. It could be Vincent Voorhees' soul. (laughs) Um, Another theory... Because that one, I was like, well, that's really cool. But, like, the devil doesn't take your soul out of the back of your neck. And so 666 is really cool and everything. But someone... And I have I got all of these from an article. And the article got them from Reddit. So I don't know exactly who proposed all of these. And if you're one of those people, 
comment and tell me. Comment okay. and share, like, and subscribe. Like and subscribe. If you're one of these and people. And then I will believe and you. Then. But only then. <laughs> um, so this person said, okay, yeah, sure, everyone thinks it's Marcellus Wallace's soul. But he thinks, or she thinks, it is Brett's soul that he stole back from Marcellus Wallace, who is the devil. Who is the devil. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. A third theory, and this is... A crazy theory, but it's the most interesting one that I found. Mm-hmm. Um, the briefcase represents, or the movie represents, the history of rock and roll. And the briefcase <laughs> is rock and roll. Okay. Now hear me out. So, Marcellus represents the origin of rock music in America. So like blues, Motown, soul, that kind of music. Because basically we all know that like... Most music in America, at least, was like stolen from African American culture. Right. Like, and back. like, and I mean, it has been connected that rock and roll has come from like, right. Motown. Right. Marcellus represents the origin of rock music in America, blues, Motown, soul, etc., with Jules and Vincent as Chuck Berry and Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jules and Vincent go to get the briefcase back from the nerdy white guys who try to steal it. Yeah. Very preppy, Um, believe it. This person thinks that maybe they represent the greedy record producers that profited off of black music musicians and screwed, no, well, over black music and screwed over many black musicians, which happened a lot. Yeah. Like, so many amazing black musicians were basically working for free. Or, like, they would, I've heard stories where they would, like, get paid in, like, drugs instead of money. Like, they tried to get them, like, addicted to. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, so the reason that the guy unloads a gun at them and is unable to hit them is because Legends of Music can never die and will be around forever. <laughs> Again, right. this, is, this is just a theory. But it gets more interesting. Um, then each group of characters represents other genres and how they interact with or evolve from one another. So e- yeah, each group of characters represents other genres and how they interact with or evolved from one another. Okay. Uh, so, starting with Honey Bunny and Pumpkin, who are the two, the, the English couple who is going to mm-hmm. uh, rob the, the coffee shop, they call him Ringo, <laughs> serve as the British invasion. Yeah. Um, but then someone else on Reddit suggested that they're Sid Vicious and Nancy Spongeon. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. Sid and Nancy. They're, I don't know if you don't know who Sid and Nancy familiar. are. He was, uh, Sid Vicious was in... Is it like the Sex Pistols or something? He was like in a, a British punk group and Nancy was his girlfriend and they had a very like tumultuous relationship and I can't remember if like one of them killed the other one or mm. something. Like there's a whole movie about it, um, which I haven't seen, but it's Sid and Nancy. So if you ever hear people like if there's a couple in movie fighting, I've, I'll hear them referred to as Sid and Nancy, like right. that kind of thing. Um. Then Maynard and Zed, those are the the country guys. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is, this, honestly, this is the part that kind of sold me on this theory. Um, it says, Maynard and Zed exemplify country music, effectively stealing the blues and raping the soul out of it. Yep. Which, oh, yeah. I love country music, so, like, that's a big accusation to throw at country music. But it did steal a lot from, like blues and 
Even, like, the banjo is based off of a musical instrument from West Africa, and, like... Oh, is it really? It is, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, as much as I love country, it kind of stole. <laughs> so, um, then more people in Reddit on Reddit thought that Mia represented disco. She was addicted to coke. She dies and is brought back to life by John Travolta. Which is like um, Saturday, Saturday Night, Night Fever, Fever and stuff. And they had the disco ball. Was there a disco ball in Jack Rabbit's limbs? There could have been. I thought there was. Or I thought like the house that they were in had one. She plays a lot of like 60s music. Her music choices are very interesting. Yeah. Um, And they always, they always stuck out to me. And I, I couldn't figure out why because they're all about like like girlhood and virginity and like turning and like losing your virginity like every song that she she chooses to play so actually there's another theory a lot of people think she's a virgin especially because she plays with that cherry so much at the restaurant Ooh, yeah but i was talking to my friend about this and i was like i just find it really hard to believe that she'd be married to marcellus wallace and he wouldn't have sex with her because well i mean maybe he wanted to keep her pure because she got scared that yeah. he would find out if she was doing drugs. No, I think no, he, knows he knows she's doing drugs. So I think mind. he's giving her the drugs. Yeah, he probably is. <laughs> but my friend was like, well, maybe the way that she looks at it, because like virginity is a construct. It's not like a real thing. So maybe in her mind, it's like her sex with Marcellus is more like a transaction because it, it's pretty clear there's no like love in that relationship. Right. They're just kind of together. So maybe emotionally she's never given in to anyone and she wants that to be Vince because clearly there's a connection. Right. So yeah, that was just, that's just a side theory. Um, The more of the music theory. No, that was it. That's that's it for the music theory. I like that she's disco. I so see that. I completely see it. Yeah. Even the way she dances is kind of like. What about like Butch? Does it not get into Butch's Butch, character? Like, no. No, it doesn't. Okay, well, let's think. What could Butch be? I don't know. Spoken word. Spoken word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what Butch would represent. I mean, he doesn't really interact much with these characters other than killing John Travolta. So it's like... So he killed Disco again? Maybe, possibly... Is he oh, classic rock? There you classic go. rock and like heavy metal. There you go. I okay, think so. Okay. With the chopper, we have the chopper. Mm-hmm. Gr- Grace, no Zoe or Grace. I think it. I think it's called Grace. Grace. Yeah. Um, a couple other small theories. A lot of people think that Kill Bill is the pilot that Mia starred in. You know the pilot that she talks about? Oh, the that's Fox Force funny. 5. Yeah, and it Fox kind Force. of like makes sense. That's cute. Yeah. It's cute. I, I don't know if anyone's ever gotten that um, like validated from Quentin Tarantino. I don't know if anyone's asked him that. I'm sure someone has. And I don't but I don't know what he said. I would wanna now I wanna rewatch Kill Bill and Kill Bill too. Now Anytime. That I've seen it. Now that I've I'll watch seen it with you. Um another one. That was interesting. Is Tony Rocky Horror the guy that Marcellus throws out of the window for giving Mia the foot massage? Mm-hmm. 
And then it comes out, she says that, like, that's not what happened. No one knows why he threw him out of a window. Except for Tony and Marcellus. Except for Tony and Marcellus. Um, some people think that Tony made a pass at Marcellus and not at Mia. Ooh, but the reasoning for that was not... Like, there's really no evidence to support either that. way. Um, some people think that uh, the guy, Christopher Walken's character, is actually Butch's dad and not his dad's friend. But then wouldn't, his, wouldn't the mom or the wife Right, I don't know. That one didn't hold a lot of water for me because I don't understand the motivation behind it. Right. But a lot of people point at how the timeline doesn't add up, I guess, when he's telling the story because Butch is... This person was like, Butch is clearly five years old. And I was like, no, nah, Butch is probably closer to ten. Right, no, he's not. So I wouldn't they were, say five. I wouldn't that say five. first guess. Yeah. Um, so then they were like, and they said he's in the POW camp for like seven years or something like that, so... That was this one person. I don't, I don't think that's true. I sat there and I was like, before he said it, I was like, he had that watch up his ass. I think that every time, <laughs> and I'm like, I understand that it's sentimental, but I would never be able to wear it. Yeah. I would. They'd be in a Ziploc bag, like behind glass or something. I would not be able to touch it if that had been up. Even just one ass. I was like, let how alone do you keep two. it up there? It must come out. And you have to put re-put it up there. Well, yeah. I'm Ew. sure, because you've got to remove it when you do some things. Oh, my gosh. If you watch Tabloid, there's a part in there that's similar. Lovely. Looking <laughs> forward to it. <laughs> if you weren't sold on that documentary already. <laughs> Here's another reason. Um, so those are, those are the theories. <coughs> um, the most interesting ones. People have so many theories about this movie. Because every time you watch it, you kind of see something new. There's a lot of theories that link this movie to Reservoir Dogs. I've heard that. Yeah. And, well, because it, it is confirmed that um, John Travolta's character, Vincent Vega, is brothers with Michael Madsen's character in Reservoir Dogs, Vic Vega. So, like, they're brothers for sure. Um, but also, Steve Buscemi's in this movie. No way. Yeah, he plays Buddy Holly. They're... Um, their waiter oh, okay. at Jack oh, Rabbit's Lens oh, yeah. for like a second. Cute, yeah, I didn't I recognize him, but he is also in Reservoir Dogs and mentions in Reservoir Dogs having worked like in the service industry or mm-hmm. something. So, so people like, think that like he's, that's his character right. in Reservoir Dogs, which I think is great. You could have the Quentin Tarantino cinematic universe. You, you totally could. He was doing it before Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. He's got the he's got Kill Bill in this movie. He's got Reservoir Dogs in this movie. Maybe you can find Hitler in the background, and there's some glorious bastards for you. I'm World War Two. One. What two? Two. Wasn't that the war that his the dad was in? Was it or was it? No, no, it wasn't World War Two. It was Korea. Oh, I think. Yeah. Well, I tried. Yeah. That was my It was a war. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They just all, like, lumped together for me. All the wars, really? Yeah. My history teacher would be upset. I think a lot of people would be upset with you right now. I mean, we don't talk about them enough, then. That's true. We really don't learn enough in school about them. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. I can distinguish you World War One and Two because I can do like causes and like 
yeah. reasons. Yeah. But like when you get into like the Vietnam War, like the Korean War, like all like the Gulf, the Gulf War. Like, I don't know anything about the Gulf War. Me neither. At all. I always assumed was it? It's not like the I. This is me as a kid. <laughs> I always thought it was like the Gulf of Mexico. It's the Florida Gulf. Oh okay. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Oh, I have oh my no gosh. Seeks and that's so, the only Gulf I know. <laughs> Same. It's like the only one I know. I. Oh man, this is embarrassing. Oh well. So, like, there yeah. was, like, a moment where I didn't think Butch was going to escape. Like, yeah. why do you think he get, like, it's interesting to me that, like, Butch gets everything that he wanted. Sort of. That is interesting. He, yeah, he really does make it out. Well, hmm. Yeah, because I wouldn't say he made it out unscathed, but, like, to him, the only thing that really mattered was that watch. Right, he gets the watch. He gets he the money. A, he and his girl get away. He gets the money. He makes it clear to... Well, to Marcellus. Marcellus to not be followed or to like, we're cool now. Well, they're like, cool now. Yeah, like, like everything did, like, kind is of, fine like, for him. A life for a life, if you will. I wonder if it's because he is the most morally good out of them. Like, he's not a great person, but especially because he killed a guy. But he didn't mean but to. But he didn't mean to. And he didn't throw the fight. Like right. He was supposed like he was to. supposed to. So he, he didn't cheat, even though he did kind of go see a bookie behind Marcellus's back. So, like, he cheated the money a little bit, but he didn't, like, cheat the fight. He loves his girl. I, I can't really think of another reason why he's a good person, but at least he's not a contract killer. Right. So, he's not addicted to drugs. Mm-mm. Not even, like, sports medicine or, like, anything no. weird like that. He's really clean clay and he's, like, He doesn't even take any, like, Advil or anything. Mm-mm. And he's, like, I'm ready to go yeah. to the beach mm-hmm. with my girl and some drinks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. Maybe. The universe is, is uh, congratulating him? Rewarding him. Rewarding, yeah. For his not as bad behavior as everyone else. I can't call it good, but it's not as bad. And he does go back for Marcellus when he doesn't have to. Correct. Yeah. And it would almost make more sense for him not to. Yeah, because he would have been Cuz he's putting his life in danger and with the with Zed and he's putting his life in danger with Marcellus. But he still does the right thing. Yeah. And there's a cool thing in that scene where he first escapes and he goes up into the main part of the store and he grabs the keys and there's um there's a sign like a red neon sign that says uh killian's red which i don't know what that is it sounds like a beer or something Mm -hmm. but the um some of the letters are out and it spells kill ed and then he picks up the keys which has a z so that completes kill zed oh my god and then he goes back and and finds the katana and goes and kills him Katana, Kill Bill. There you go. Boom. Boom. Wow. The signs were there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this is just like Quentin Tarantino's favorite thing. I think that's what it is. I think that when people like <laughs> connect everything, I'm like, I just, I really think he likes female assassins. I really think he likes Japanese swords. I think that's just him. It's like a, it's like, yeah, it's like a little white boy's fantasy. Like, you know, if he, mm-hmm. like, played, he probably played a lot of video games. Not trying to connect video games to violent tendencies, but no. like, you know, I always love female character. I always prefer female characters in video games. I never picked the boys because I'm like the boys are ugly. The girls <laughs> are ugly. I was like the girls are badass. I was like yeah, bitch. yeah, they are. 
So this movie actually was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Was a it? A little bit. There's a reference to it in uh, Captain America Civil War, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Which the one, I think that's the one where, spoiler, where Nick Fury, like fake Nick Fury's death. Was it Civil War? It was either that one or the one before. Or the Winter Soldier. The Winter it's Winter one Soldier. of the two. It's one of the... I think it's the Winter Soldier. Because I've seen Civil War a couple times. I think I've only seen the Winter Soldier once. So when he dies, quote unquote dies, and then they go to Nick Fury's grave, on his headstone it says Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, the path of the righteous man. Aww. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. How adorable. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> did that. <laughs> So yeah, that there you go. The all the cinematic universes connect. It goes deeper. Oh, it's gonna make my head hurt. <laughs> so is there like any like I mean I know we have this like passage, but is there any other religious symbolism? Or I know we talk about like the devil mm. and we have like the suitcase, but do you think there's like any higher like religious symbolism in this film I'm or that Quentin Tarantino trying to get across? Hmm. Could you see, like, the valley as hell? Like, could you... I do see the valley as hell. Actually, yeah. I take that back. I love the valley. Well, I yes, prefer the I valley. love the valley, too. Like I never want to leave the but valley. But I'm saying, in this, we're talking about this <laughs> but in movie this, strictly. I, you know what I think almost more? It seems like purgatory. Mm-hmm. Not hell, but yeah, but purgatory. Not hell, but, like, they're kind of stuck. But I can't think of any evidence to back that up. Religious symbolism. They go to a diner where all the stars are dead. What do you mean all the stars are dead? Like, because they do like Marilyn Monroe and they do... Uh, oh, oh, that yeah, diner. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any religious symbolism aside from like the Bible verse and the obvious stuff like that. I mean, I guess like thematically, there's a very... There's like a good versus evil kind of thing, but it's not obvious who's good and who's evil. Like, Marcellus Wallace is bad, but I don't know if I'd even call him evil. I would call Zed and the other guy he's with, I would call them evil. Yeah. Because they're... They're evil, yeah. Because yeah, you actually never see Marcellus do anything bad. No, and like, Marcellus is one of those characters that st- sticks to his... He seems to stick to his moral compass his moral compass is a little skewed but he at least has a set of morals that he sticks to and you just you just stay on his good side you know Mm -hmm. but zed and the other guy they they just like to cause pain like they literally get off on causing people pain Mm -hmm. and like you never see marcellus and um what's her face mia mia together and there's no. You see them together once, but they don't talk to each other. Where are they? They're at home, and he's on the phone before he sends the wolf to them when Jules is. Oh gone. yeah, she's like in the but background. She's covered swimming. up. Yeah, and she's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they never they never speak to each other. Yeah, which goes to more of your thing of like yeah, it's more transactional. I can kind of see where she's like emotionally a virgin. Yeah. And like there's like no pictures of them in the house together, but maybe they're not that kind of couple. Like, a there's trail. No, there's yeah. nothing like that shows that their relationship. No, it's not a very warm home, it seems. It's a very, like, stark, cold house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only, thinking about it, the only, like, 
colors that show up like in those scenes are like her red lipstick and Vince's red car. Like everything else is kind of black and white. She's wearing black and white. Their house is black and white. Vince is wearing black and white with I think like a dark khaki kind of jacket or something. But it's all very like muted except for the red, the pops of red. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. I can't think of any. That's crazy. Yeah. I need to walk the path of the righteous man to think of some. So what gets the most revered you think about this movie? Like, why do you think people like this movie so much? I think people like this movie so much because, well, one, it's really entertaining. Yes. But also, it when it came out, it was very unique and it was kind of a game changer, which I think people liked. But also people love to like movies like this that where they feel smart when they like it you know like i'm not i'm not trying to say anything bad it's just there's no but there's a couple movies like this and i put this movie in that category as well right so like if anyone was to say this was their favorite movie you're like oh that says a little something about it says something about you yeah it really does yeah and not most movies can do that no, it, this, it reminds me of, like, Fight Club in that way. We're all well, like, <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. It's like, there's a certain type of guy whose favorite movie <laughs> is Fight is Club. Fight Club. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from them. <laughs> it's like, Fight Club, this one, A Clockwork Orange. If these Ooh. are your favorite movies, I'm kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah, that, that This one, one, not as much. That, but no. Well, you have to, you have to, if you dig more, then you can kind of find out why. But yeah, that's like, yeah. those are some red flags. A little bit, yeah. Just a little bit. Well, because it's like, most people, when it's their this is their favorite movie, I think it's because they're responding to the violence. When that's not what I respond to when I watch this. I'm responding to like the characters, the way they're interacting, the dialogue, the way it's made. The violence is... Like, I could honestly do without the violence. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I really... I mean, Jules is, like, my favorite character. <laughs> Jules is I great. I really think so. Like, Sam, I, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson has made his career off saying the word motherfucker. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, th- I was like, this is where it started. It said 200... Well, the word fuck. It said 265 times in this movie. And I'm guessing, like, 260 of them are by Jules. For sure. And imagine, like, I typing this. Like, what is going through his mind to, like, type this script? It's, like, so funny to me. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know where, like, the genesis of this script came from. And I'd like to talk to him and find out why he split it up where he split it up. Like, why does he start it where he starts it and he ends it where he ends it? That's a, good, yeah, that's a great seminar question. Like, when you have to yeah. come to the mic, instead of asking for a selfie... What am I going to do with a selfie? I've never understood <laughs> that. What am I going to do? Well, like, I get a selfie a little bit more. I do not understand autographs. Right. Well, I hate when they're like, you waste, like, a question. Like, yeah. like we don't have much time. Why the would you ask yeah. that? Yeah. And they're like, well, they're, they're like, well, I'm the only one that came up and did it. They're like, I'm brave. Or like, they're like, I don't know that thought to ask. I'm like, no, we would all like to take a picture with them. Yeah. But, like, we're not going to disrespect but everyone else's time. I want to find out why he yeah. starts with the diner. And why he ends with the diner when it's in the middle of the day. Yeah, because okay, because he goes to the diner, and then it, after mm-hmm. they do like their scene, it cuts to right. It starts with um, the couple at the diner, the robbers. And I laughed because the the woman, yeah, she's in get a clue, 
the Disney oh Channel original God. movie, Lindsay Lohan. Really? Yes. Who does she play in that? She plays one of the, the, the she plays the, one of the teachers, because you remember the story, do you remember the storyline? Like one of the teachers go missing. So one oh, of the no, teachers, I don't remember that. So one of the teachers goes missing. That's where okay. like the whole mystery starts and that's where Lindsay mm-hmm. Lohan gets involved. Okay. So then it was this guy and like one of the teachers he was seeing, which was this, which is her, mm-hmm. she's like, is like involved. So like she's okay. a big part okay. in the movie because like she's like a suspect and wow. they're like, how that's lying down. What a different movie. <laughs> it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember liking that one when it came out. Yeah, so I laughed because I was like, oh, here she, yeah, here here she is. Oh, because she also plays um, Bolts, no, or Nuts, in The Hunger Games. Catching oh. Fire. Oh! Oh, yeah! Oh, I loved her. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. I wish she was in more stuff. Yeah. But I feel like she gets typecasted as, like, the crazy. The crazy one. Because she's crazy and get a clue to <laughs> Like she's well, like when you play a character crazy. this iconic, maybe maybe it's because of Pulp Fiction that she's yeah. been typecast that way. She's good at it. There is also this is going to be weird, but like the use of the bathrooms in this movie yes. too are so especially like with John Travolta's character, yeah, too, because you had like the so much would be different if John Travolta was not constipated. Mm-hmm. So much. So much. Because he goes to the bathroom there, too. He goes to the bathroom so many times. And it's very... Well, then I read, though, something interesting is apparently constipation is a side effect of heroin. Wow. So, yeah. So, in a way, it's because of heroin. It's because of heroin. It's because of... Z- and see, this, this, to me, that's a line of beauty. Yeah. Of filmmaking. is like, that small detail. <laughs> but it affects... Like, that is his character. Like, yeah. his character... He, like, Quentin Tarantino, like, went through and made sure that his character was behaving the way his, like, character would. It doesn't matter that it's a movie. Right. Like, he's, like, this is, like, a day in the life, Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, crap, I shot up so much heroin. Right, but now I can't crap. I can't crap. Yeah. Because he was in the diner bathroom for a while. I was kind of like, yeah, where is he? Yeah. (laughs) That he carries around with him. Yeah, his Pulp Fiction, because it's a pulp, pulp book that he's reading. Oh, is it? Oh, that's Yeah. Yeah. And it's also the death of him because he comes out of the bathroom. And... Yeah, I know. Exactly. If he hadn't brought that book and if he hadn't been constipated, then he would have come out of the bathroom and he wouldn't have been shot. I'm going to take that as a life lesson to not be in the bathroom for so long, too. Eat your fiber, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it was it was a good... I'm still, like, simmering with the movie because we did yeah. just watch this yesterday. So, like, I'm pretty sure I'll come to you throughout the week with, like, oh, my gosh, this, like, just clicked for me. And that's what happens with me with movies like this. Yeah. It's just, like, I, I just sit on them for a bit and stuff starts to click. Well, this is one of those movies I would love to... If I could, like, remove it and everything I know about it from my mind and, like, watch it with fresh eyes, I would love to do that. Because even the first time I saw this movie, it was already so ingrained in our culture that I knew the quotes and the some of the characters even. It's kind of like like Psycho. Like the first time I watched Psycho, I already knew the ending and I don't even remember when it got spoiled. It's just like part of our collective consciousness at this point mm-hmm. that we all kind of know how it ends. And mm-hmm. that's what Pulp Fiction was. So I'm kind of jealous of you that you got to watch it without knowing anything. So I'm curious because I don't, I don't know how I would react to this movie. Because you know my thing with like, with movies and shows and everything, that they have to have, like, a plot. Like, I'm big on plot. It's very rare for me to like a movie 
where not much happens. And this is kind of one of those movies where, like, a lot happens. Don't get me wrong. But if you look at it, like, one thing doesn't lead to the other because of the way it's all chopped up and crazy. There's no, like, there's no singular plot. Like, the the briefcase moves things forward, but there's no character. There's no part where a character is like, I want this. This is in my way. This is how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like each little vignette is like that, but I don't know. It's yeah. Our main you know, characters don't have an overall goal that is motivating them through all of these scenes, right. like uh, an extended one. An like extended you said, one. in the vignettes we have one, but yeah. like an overall extending. Like everyone wants something, but it's not as clear and straightforward as like a normal movie. And in the wrong hands, that would drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also like we literally are like dipping into their lives as they're all core, um, as they're all crossroading at one. No, merge. Like crossroading is crossroading at like one point. Like it's it would be far like in the timeline because it's like wow like John like Jules and. Mm Vincent have yes. just such interesting lives. Could yeah. you imagine, like, if we were? And this is only for two days, so it's like really funny to see how like everything has built up to this. It's mm-hmm. like imagine if we had a movie of just like Jules' career before, yeah. or like Vincent, like some of the work they did before. Not after, we might not obviously. like them as much as we like them, right? If now. we saw the bad stuff mm-hmm. that they've done, and it's kind of sad that it's it's sad and sweet that we kind of see them at their last job together. Yeah, like yeah. Almost like a Men in Black moment. Oh, they are the Men in Black. <laughs> the OG in Men those in Black. suits. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you liked the movie. It's a long yeah. one. So it like, is a very long one. Don't get too comfortable because you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> don't watch it with the heater on like we did in the dark, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle of the day after eating giant cheeseburgers. Yeah, not a good combo. No. Oh, but that's what we did. We got. Our own cheeseburgers. We did. They were not okay. big Kahuna burgers, unfortunately. It was in and out but it's a California staple. Mm-hmm. So I think we got it like pretty close on the mark. And we got it in the valley. We got it in the valley. So I think it was pretty um, suiting. Yeah, exactly. For our watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we stole a briefcase from the mobster. Yeah, and then after we rode around on Grace, yeah, to the train. To the train. There you go. And we both. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I was going to reference the watch. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. Is that all the fun? You made it through your first lesson. Bam, bam. What did I learn? You got an A+. Thank you. What did you learn, Jared? I learned... What a... What's the word? What's the, the term that you used for the briefcase? A MacGuffin. So I learned that. Um, I learned a little bit about the being of Quentin Tarantino, who is a very influential director. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to learn a little bit about his style. Well, you're going to learn more. And I, it's just, I really like to know what movies changed the game, too. Okay. You know, I kind yeah. of learned about how this kind of impacted our culture. It's weird to, like, genreify this movie. What would you genre, like... I don't see. I don't know. I mean, I as much as I hate this word, I cannot think of another word to use. And like my film professors would murder me, but it's kind of a dramedy. 
but I hate that word. See, it's interesting that you say that because like I wouldn't find it as much as a com like. Well, it's See, weird just is, because like the this word might dramedy be has because you if, like you don't know it like I know it because I watch it and I'm like to me it's so quotable it's like Anchorman level quotable like we just are constantly saying these things mm-hmm. but I can understand why seeing it from with fresh eyes without any of that it might not be that funny. Yeah, well, and the funny, when I think of a dramedy, though, mm-hmm. the comedy part of the dramedy is a laugh-out-loud funny. Oh, this okay. is a very satirical... So maybe this is more like a black comedy. Yes, like a dark comedy. Okay. Like a dark, dark comedy, comedy, yeah. I think that's what I would call it, okay. is like a dark comedy, because it's yeah. like, the level of comedy is high of a higher taste, and yeah. a higher caliber. Yes, okay. That, like, it's not necessarily laugh-out-loud. Yeah, it's only chuckle, but, mm-hmm. like, you're getting me on, like you said, layers. Yeah. That was a good word. Layers <laughs> for this movie. Layering. Uh-huh. Very layered. The layering was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I could use another word other than good. But <laughs> the layering, okay. The layering was well done. Yeah. As you would say. No, I, I, that, makes, that makes more sense. Like, a dark comedy. But it is, I think, some of the best movies, you just can't classify them. Mm-mm. Well, you can also, own. like, you know, once you build like a style like Quentin does, you yeah. can even genreify it as that. <laughs> uh, so you know, with our new format, you get to pick our movie or our our theme. I pick the theme. You pick the theme, and I'm gonna pick the movie. So, what, dear sir, is our theme? I think our theme for next episode is gonna be hometown murders. So oh my we're gonna God. do <laughs> murders from your hometown up in. The Bay Area. Do you know how many serial killers the Bay Area has had? Enough. It's <laughs> insane. Like, I just recently got into true crime. I don't know how I'm alive. I don't <laughs> understand how I grew up in the Bay Area yeah, and I am alive. I, I don't know. I don't know how I did. But, okay. Hometown. Okay, you know it's a good one? What? Zodiac. Yay! So, like, astrological so, signs. Oh, God. Jared! <laughs> Right? It's that's exactly right. It's so. all about a Gemini vegetarian <laughs> on their quest. <laughs> on their quest to get their law degree. Um no, it's not at all about that. Uh it's about a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> but you you have this movie, but you've never seen it. See, that's like one that I own that yeah. I'm just kinda like, yes, look, I have this movie. You have it, but you've never this seen it. It says something about me, right? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. It's good. It's it's dark, but it's not it's not his hardest movie to watch. Have you ever seen Seven? I've seen bits and pieces. Ugh, that, that's a, a brilliant movie. I will never watch it again. Oh no. <laughs> it's so disturbing. Oh gosh. Okay, maybe I'll have to watch it on my I'll have to watch it on my own and then I'll have to report back to you. Seven? Oh god. Yeah. I mean if you've seen bits and pieces, what bits and pieces have you seen? Just the beginning and the end. Oh, so you've never seen any of the murders? Um, I saw, like, I got to, like, the gluttony one, which is, like, so gross. But, like, that's as far as Is I that got. the one? That's the one where he died really slowly? Or and he's like, still like, alive. Maybe. That's I don't the know. one where he's still... The gluttony or sloth, he's, like, still alive. Oh, maybe it was sloth. I forget. Oh, they're all so terrible. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. Zodiac, yay! Yay! <laughs> yay! Okay, um... So that's going to be in two weeks. Perfect. Yes. So yeah, yeah we'll don't do look out for the Instagram, which is we watch things underscore pod. Right. Also check out the Twitter for fun movie updates and culture, which yeah. is. Uh, um, it's at watch underscore pod. Perfect. Sometimes yes. I share articles and stuff. It's pretty fun. 
yeah, check it out sometimes. Yeah. And don't forget to comment and review us. Let us know what you like and what you don't like, but mainly what you like. If you want to, yeah, mainly what you like. If you want to suggest a category or even a movie, totally up for that. Yeah, I want to learn. I'm here to learn. He's here to learn, you guys. So suggest things. Or anything. Bye. Bye.